0: to make it happen in your life. Don't don't make money. People are going to look at you strange. Nobody wants to be around somebody that's going to ask them for money. So if you look like you're asking, people tend not to say hello to you. They tend to walk past you, tend to avoid you. So I always got this look like I got money. When you walk up to me, you realize that, okay, he got it going on. Well, welcome to Money Making Conversation. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. As everybody knows, each Money Making Conversation radio talk show or podcast, once they talk show, we're syndicated nationally. It's about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. Well, that's industry decision makers. These are people who sit around and employ people, that allow you to uh, invest and uh, direct you in the places or mentor you. These are relationships I talk about a lot on our show, on this show, Money-Making Conversations, that are important to you, uh, gearing yourself up and plotting a path for success. My guests in turn turn in turn, deliver information about career planning, motivation, financial literacy, and how they lead a, ba- a balanced life. My next guest uh, I had on the show a year ago, a, a very, very talented person. Uh, she's an entrepreneur, author, and TV host. She is the chief executive officer and founder of Curl's a natural hair care brand founded in 2002. She's the author of Against All Odds, From the Projects to the Penthouse. She is on the show today to discuss the new CBD, full spectrum, all urban goddess. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Mahisha Dillinger.
1: Hi,
2: thank you for having me.
0: And so you're in Dallas, Texas today. That's where you're at? I'm
2: in Dallas. That's my home now. Yeah, I live from California.
0: Ms. Dillinger, the CEO of Curls. She has a new brand out. It's called um, Urban Goddess. It's a CBD oil. It's made by extracting CBD from the cannabis plant, then diluting it with a carrier oil like a coconut or hemp seed oil, and it's gained momentum in the health and wellness world with, some, with a lot of scientists. And it's also gaining momentum with me. Uh, I was approached several years ago about using this for aches. Uh, People had asked me to use some of my contacts to bring in athletes on board for uh, as potential uh, brand ambassadors, and I've always been hesitant. But uh, through hesitate, my hesitation was always based on education. I wasn't educated enough to really understand exactly what was happening and how does this make you feel good? You rub it on your skin; it's getting into your you know, it is actually uh, penetrating your 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 skin base and things like that. And but but because it's becoming much more knowledge, much more, I guess you'd say normal use and a lot of the uh I guess uh scare tactics are being removed from the whole principle out there how people could you know people tend to believe that you know you do this drug and they do this for you and it's not so much about a drug, it's about natural uh, uh, healthcare so let's talk about how did you get into this business right quick let's start off right there
2: yeah well I actually uh, was discovered and decided to get into this business I'm from California of course I know all about the legalities there and and I have a friend that's actually in the business and we started talking about the benefits of it and I explored it for my mother who has chronic pain right, and that's where my right. love for it started because um, it's a natural pain reliever and th- and I wanted her to try it. So you, you mentioned that you used a cream that was um, mixed with like a carrier oil. Right. Well, I have the pure oil that you actually put under your tongue, wait 60 seconds, and then swallow, and it goes directly into the bloodstream. Okay, cool. So um, so pain management was my interest. From my mother.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I did my due diligence and saw all the other benefits of how it can be helpful to different people no matter where you are in life. So there's a lot of amazing benefits. So we, we said pain management, inflammation. Um, it definitely helps with diabetic symptoms. It helps with epileptic seizures. It helps with acne. It helps with depression, anxiety, and migraines, and headaches, and also metabolism. It helps with a lot of amazing our issues that we have. Naturally, um, the key that people, what people get caught up in is the fact that they think it's like it will get you high. Right. So, quality uh, CBD oil should have zero THC. Um, and so that it, it's filtered out. So that part THC is what is the part of that gets you high should not be CBD oil, just this little properties that is actually beneficial.
0: Yeah. So, that was a part uh, that, that, you know, that had me, you know, again, all this is, uh, uh, I got to claim ignorance, you know, because you, you go off of what you heard or what's being promoted. And when you see your CD, CBD, you think about getting high or, uh, think about right. weed, you know, anything that's like, okay, is, is 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 this gonna affect me? Am I gonna be, uh, am I gonna be uh, addicted? To, you know, all these of things out right. there that you have to deal with. So, with that being right. said, and uh, I know I'm dealing with a knowledge of entrepreneur. How did you break through all of that? How did you put that's your
2: education? I had to, I had to see for myself. You know, I had to see studies. Like on our website, or if you go to urbangoddess.com, my website, H-E-R-B-N, Goddess. There are a host of different um, studies, and I'm I'm a data person. So if you show me that it's proven to do so, then I believe it. You know, I have to see the data though. So you can just sell me a bill of goods. So I had to see that there (laughs) definitely was some scientific proof behind it. Mm -hmm. And I used to work in Big Pharma, and I worked for Pfizer Pharmaceuticals, and I know why there was a push against legalizing it because they would cut those profits in half. I personally recently had surgery, right. and I I wasn't as far along as I had hoped in my recovery, and I already um, booked myself to walk in a fashion show. Someone asked me, walk in this fashion show full of all these Dallas socialites, and i was like, okay, you know, sounds fun. Mm-hmm. And by the, like, a few days before, the event, I'm like, oh, my God, it's horrible. They made special accommodations for me to have a chair and sit down and walk towards the early part of the show and all right. these things, and I... I decided not to take my prescribed medicine, but I just did my CBD oil. Right. And I did um, a dose in the morning and a dose before I left. And I was good the whole night, and I could not believe I was pain-free. So that was just um. thing. And I was so well, happy I actually put it on my page. I could have post on my page about it. Right. So I'm, I, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. i feel so I don't need my pain meds that were prescribed for me. I use my CBD oil.
0: Right. Now, here's the deal. I went to the website, herb in Goddess. Okay. As soon as she comes to the page, it has an age verification. It says, Yes, I'm over eighteen, no I'm leaving mm-hmm. or no I'm leaving. Why is that there? Yes, I'm over eighteen. This is just the age verification.
2: Because that legal legality is <laughs> something that's has in place. I'm going to just take all precautions. We have to make sure people who enter into, because it's still a can, you know, cannabis plant. Mm-hmm. And even mm-hmm. though it has the receipt some states it's not legal. So mm-hmm. yeah, we have to still put that in.
0: Okay, cool. Then it goes down. It goes a uh, vegan, one hundred percent natural, THC free, one hundred percent pure. So you, you know, yeah. again, all your websites are, are just, just a are high, highly polished, very professional, very engaging. And so it feels to me now because it is Urban Goddess. Is it is this is uh, appealing towards women? Because you know, men like myself can yeah. use it too. Well,
2: we we have Urban God coming, so we're.
0: <laughs> be I love it.
2: <laughs> mother, daughter, right. you know, mm-hmm. athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to help unleash the inner goddess of every woman. Right. And then we have urban god coming next.
0: Right. Right. Okay. So you know when you when you when we started out, you ran through this real quick. You know, I I had seven points here. It's come by can relieve pain. You talked about that personally. You know about how, and I would just share a story with my friend. I was in, in fact, I was in California on Monday. And she came by my hotel, and and she was just, uh, and we just having a general conversation, and and she was talking about how back was bothering her, and I was going, I said, what you taking for, you know, because me back bothers me, I go old school, Bengay, you know, icy <laughs> yeah. hot, that's what I do, okay? Yeah. She said, right. oh no no no, she said, I, I I've I've been taking these uh, CBD oils, you know, uh, the, the cream. She said, ah. Rashawn, I rub the cream on me. And the right. pain was went away immediately.
2: Right. Yep. It's great. It's been a, it's a great, amazing natural benefit. I mean product. I, I really, really do love it. And I think um, you should get you sound like you're not quite sure. So how about oh. I send you a bottle you could try for yourself?
0: Oh, see, she's so good. She's, she's amazing. Uh, that's why I have her on the phone all the time because she's a great salesperson. She she challenges <laughs> you. She challenges me every time I'm talking to her. And it's a good challenge because she's saying, okay, I got a product that I believe in. And, Rochelle, you a voice. If I, if I convert your voice. And I, you don't have to you don't have to convince me because, first of all. No,
2: no, I want you to try it. I Thank will you. try
0: it. I will definitely try it because of the fact that I, I, I you know, just let's understand about, you know, I have these old values. You know, I don't drink. I don't smoke. and so Right. My I, mother
2: had the hardest time until I told her I had to show her many times. That, <laughs> well, I promise you, mother, you won't get high by applying this cream on your leg. Okay?
0: <laughs> right, right. <I> <laughs> <laughs> oh, see? So you... you Me and mom, we good. We good. We on the same page. We're on the same page. Because because that that, so I I accept your uh, your invitation to have that happen. And so then it goes to reduce anxiety and depression. One of the things that also can alleviate cancer related symptoms. I'm a cancer Mm -hmm. survivor, so that that that, that's amazing. It may reduce acne, which is which Mm -hmm. is which is amazing. My, uh, from a you talked about this, epilepsy and uh, multiple sclerosis. Seizures, yep. It, seizures. Oh, my gosh!
2: So the seizures, we partnered with the National Epilepsy Foundation mm-hmm. um, because they're, that, that was the number one, the first uh, benefit that was discovered. And so kids have been taken to be the oil under the radar way before it's legal. Wow. Um, because in p- pediatric uh, epilepsy seizures, they found that they had a, a vast and dramatic reduction. And for that reason, I'm like, wow, that's powerful. And, I, and then I had several friends who um, have, uh, have had series of depression, and that really runs rap, rampant in the entrepreneur world, honestly. Right. That's one thing that we don't talk about enough. Right. Um, and so one of my um, cohorts, she's also not in this beauty space, I uh, told me she'd been taking it for a while for anxiety and depression. Right. And and also helps insomnia. When I take it at night, it keeps me asleep. I have a hard time staying asleep. So it helps me stay asleep and get a great night rest. So the list is just so it goes on and on. There's like a lot listed on my website. But I, I spoke with different people as I was launching and realized that people were taking it underground for so many years. Before
0: I even went to there, and then other things: anti-tumor effects, uh, diabetic prevention, uh, substance abuse mm-hmm. treatment, uh, antipsychotic uh, effects. It's really the sky's the limit. So we're looking at something that, first of all, we're starting to investigate from a scientific, from the scientific community, and starting to evolve so many amazing layers of opportunities yeah. where we can naturally cure ourselves. And we've been resisting because of the fact that, oh, you're gonna get you might get high or you might get addicted. All these all these falsehoods that Unfounded, I have been yeah. that I've been exposed to over the years. So before we get off there, uh give out your website, give out your social media as usual, sure. you, your family. You I will definitely be talking to you in twenty twenty.
2: Awesome. So follow me at Mahisha underscore Dillinger and Urban Goddess, H E R B N Goddess on Instagram and at UrbanGoddess.com.
0: My friend, as always, I appreciate you. You stay in Dallas, you know. I was just joking with you. You my girl. <laughs> I'm gonna stay in Houston uh, again. Uh, uh, I'm a big fan of yours. Natural hair products. Don't forget Curl is her brand. Curl top uh, biz. Uh, that's 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 the heartbeat of 2002. That's why she started. That's why she's she's not going anywhere. That's not going anywhere. And she's into no, the, the, into the CBD anywhere. treatment, and it's going to help out. And the Millionaire's Academy that she has for black girls uh, comes out in December. Uh, next, the full scale is the next year, which she'll be back on the show to promote about that. Congratulations for all your success, and we'll talk soon, okay? Thank you. Talk to you later. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money-Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Hi, this is Roshan McDonald, the host of Money Making Conversations. You say to yourself, who calls Roshan Shell? Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Lala Anthony. We met, you know, used to always Roshan. Yeah. Uh, can you give? Can, can we talk? Can we talk? I, mean, I always talk to you about
1: everything, everything. And looking at you and Steve Harvey, you know that motivated me too because I would see all the amazing things you guys were doing, and not just being on the radio. I mm-hmm. felt like at that time, and even now, you mm-hmm. know, people want to put people in boxes.
0: Please welcome to Money Making Conversations the incredible Nick Cannon.
4: You truly one of my mentors,
0: and one of the people that showed me that you can be multifaceted. You know for a fact now that you. About to capture an audience that's gonna have a spending power for at least another 20 years.
4: To me it's like my happiness is invaluable. Money doesn't make you happy, but happy makes you money.
5: Money making conversations continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com.
0: Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Each money making conversation radio talk show or podcast is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. My guests in turn deliver information about career planning, motivation, financial literacy, and how they lead a balanced life. In other words, they will share with us secrets to the success, secrets to overcoming mistakes that they've made, secrets to understanding the relationships, which I have promoted constantly on show, that you have to have relationships, you have to have mentors who believe in your dream. Who have honest conversations about how you're trying to be successful? My next guest is an actress, award winning singer, songwriter, philanthropist, producer. Among her recent recurring roles include the CW's iZombie, NBC's This Is Us, one of my favorite shows, and TNT's Major Crimes. Her animated work, voiceover work, includes video games and TV shows like Futurama and The Simpsons. Please welcome the first time on Money Making Conversations, my girl, Don Lewis. How are you doing today? <laughs> hey, I, man! I, I, I'm listening to you say
2: all that. It's like, yeah, I guess I did do do that. Well, yeah, know, I guess I did that too. It's yeah, like, uh, grace it. of God, man! Grace of God, keeping well, you know, it
0: moving. You know, in in this business, and you know that it is the business. I, you know, I, I I've been fortunate. I started as a stand up comedy, and I became a sitcom writer, and then I started producing television, and I started managing talent. It's 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 being able to have a uh, multi-levels of income, being able to have multi-hats. Yes. Talk about that whole process a little bit about being able to, in other words, you know, you can come in wanting to be an actor, you can come in wanting to be a singer, but you have to be ready for the opportunity.
2: Uh, I agree with you 100%. I don't only <laughs> you have to be ready, but you have to be flexible. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the business that we're in, the entertainment industry, is completely subjective. There right. is no clear-cut black and white lines on right or wrong or, or left or, or right. It really is when you walk in the room, how does that producer feel today? How does that casting director feel today? Did you by chance wear the color they hate the most? Does your perfume offend them? I mean, just all kinds of stuff before they even get to whether or not you have the talent that it takes to actually pull off this job. Um, your reputation more often than not, walked into the room before you do. If you are known as a troublemaker, odds are that's how people are going to think of you. And no matter how talented you are, you may not get that gig. So I suggest to people, put your attitudes and your egos in check and go and do the work and let the work speak for itself. Uh, When I started out in the industry, I started out as a singer. I've been singing since I was four. I started dancing at seven, started acting at 11. I'm born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. So that's what I was doing. I was doing theater off and on Broadway. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went to the high school of music and art.
3: Right. Uh, Mm -hmm.
2: So I graduated high school at 16, immediately left and went to college down at the University of Miami, where I continued studying. They ended up developing a degree program around me, the musical theater degree program at the University of Miami, was founded on me. I am its founder and first graduate because I came into the school not wanting to just sing or not wanting to act. I wanted to do it all. I wanted to be a complete package and have skill in it, not just be young and cute and impulsive. And um, if I knew then that I was still going to be young and cute and impulsive <laughs> at my age now, I may not have gone to college. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> so,
0: You're not saying I you wasted to- years. You did not <laughs> waste years, Dawn. You did not waste years, okay?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, I will not I let you to- put that out in public. You are fantastic. Keep going. Keep uh, going.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I wanted to know how to recreate what I needed to recreate, take after take, show after show. And that was what I cultivated there in college. Uh, so when I tell people today, well, what do I do to get ahead and, and what, how can I get my big break? I say, first of all, you have to do your homework. You wouldn't allow someone to perform brain surgery on you who hasn't studied how to do it and do it well. Mm-hmm. So those of us in the industry who do what what we do and who do it well, we make it look easy, but please know it is hard work. So if you want to be a singer, you got to get the work in and get your vocal chops up and don't just trust your auntie and uncle when they say, ooh, girl, ooh, boy, you can sing. No, (laughs) can you really sing? You
1: know what I'm saying?
3: (laughs) Absolutely. I had a recording
2: contract before I got on television. Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to be a recording artist and singing Mm -hmm. and dancing on Broadway. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was how I ended up writing the theme song for A Different World, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. the music contractor knew me as a Mm singer-songwriter. So he hired me to work on the theme song. Mm
3: -hmm. The people
2: who cast me to be in the show knew me as an actor because I was doing a Broadway show for them at at the time, Mm -hmm. The Tap Dance Kid. Mm-hmm. So they both hired me and did not know that I was being hired by the two completely different departments <laughs> until they had hired me to do both jobs.
3: No.
2: And by the grace of God, I have been able to step <laughs> by step and, you know what I'm saying, include yeah. hey, Don, each you, of the you, other you, things you that interest so, me as
0: I go along. You say this so normal. You know what I'm saying? You say this so effortlessly. But, but when you talk about, you know, I've been doing this since I was four. Uh, graduated from high school at 16, went down to University of Miami. You know, I wanted structure in my life. I didn't want to just I wanted to, I wanted a career. I wanted to do takes and understand what a take meant. And then all of a sudden getting these opportunities. Let's talk about the, the, the opportunity because see, you in your own sense you knew what you wanted. I, I always feel blessed when I talk to people who knew what they wanted in their life. You know like I'm a something, yeah. when I was sixteen, look at your girl I, I I was trying to figure out who Rashawn McDonald was, you know, let alone yeah. trying to find out if I could date somebody. Okay. <laughs> and Lord knows I was two years away from graduating. Okay. And then when I graduated, didn't know what it took me seven years to get out of college. Okay. So you're talking to a guy who was confused, okay? <laughs> and so I'm talking to somebody at a very mature age to say, This is what I wanna do. And then along the way, it doesn't always work out that way, you know, because People, like you said, you know, you can go in for a casting opportunity. You don't know what they want, you know. Exactly. You can be vibrant, and that's that's really the frustrating part of entertainment, correct?
2: Yes. Oh, it is. It is. And not only do we get that put us put on us from the outside, but unfortunately, we do it to ourselves. Yes. As entertainers, yes, uh, we're we're perpetually as much as we want to create, as much as we want to develop things that come from the inside out. We're constantly criticizing ourselves. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not tall enough. Right. I'm not old enough. I'm right. too young. I mean, these, all these things that we put on ourselves to make ourselves in- insecure, to make ourselves as, even as much hard work as we may put into what, what we do, mm-hmm. unfortunately, because the industry is so subjective, uh, we put a lot on that on ourselves as well. Quite frankly, when I walked into the A Different World audition, I was the only person in the room I didn't know. Right, right. I and- saw models. I saw <laughs> actors I've seen on uh- television. I saw people who were size 2 with fair skin and green eyes and long hair. And I'm like, I, I know everybody in here except me. Right. Okay.
0: Right. All right. And that's why and, and you ready- say that. You, your character was a game changer for television. for Exactly. You know, because you weren't a size 2. You weren't light-skinned. You was like of somebody in the neighborhood that I went to high school with, or somebody that I grew up with. Like, you look like my sister. And, and you were attractive. You was articulate. You had a defined personality. And you, uh, and you were, you were uh, a professional. And all those things, I, I feel that, you know, you were a role model. And you're still a role model today, and so, and I say that because I wanted, to, I want, I asked you prior to an interview because I talk about your New Day Foundation because it kind of it, it has those traits of being able to talk about empowerment and education for youth and underserved communities. Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh,
2: well, to be honest with you, the a New Day Foundation. Thank you for that uh, again. Though I don't want that to go by without me acknowledging that it's really humbling to know that that was the end result of me wanting to do my job and me standing for myself and saying in spite of what I may think of myself in this room, that I think I'm the smallest person here. God was able to use me to to take myself to a different level and be an example for others who want to take themselves to a different level. So I am really humbled and uh, honored to have been a part of a project like that, that put me in a position to do that and be that and continue to be that that's 32 years now. And people are still watching that show and coming up to me saying, I wanted to go to school (laughs) because of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Little kids who are 10 and 11, the little kids (laughs) in the show I'm doing now, the Tina Turner musical on Broadway. Mm -hmm. I watch your show all the time, Miss Dawn. I'm now Miss Dawn. (laughs) Lord (laughs) Jesus, when did that happen? When did I become the older person? I love it. I love it. Going back to the foundation, The A New Day Foundation, I formalized that about three years ago now, basically to put under a formal 5013C nonprofit umbrella the work I've been doing for more than 40 years. Mm -hmm. Um, Ever since I was in elementary school, I was a person who, like I said, who was inspired, who was supported by my teachers, uh, who from different parts of my family was completely misunderstood, uh, growing up in a very traditionally religious family. Mm-hmm. Uh, the entertainment industry was Satan's playground, mm-hmm. and uh, I was being encouraged by my, my, my mom and my tea teachers to basically live in that playground. So I was getting really mixed mess messages. Mm-hmm. Uh, by mm-hmm. one hand, I was being told that the gifts that I had were a gift from God, and I couldn't do it without God's blessing. Right. And on the other hand, I was being told that I'm going to be sent straight to hell if I keep entertaining these <laughs> singing and dancing. It was, it was very confusing. It was very difficult and emotionally stressful it was, uh,
0: for
5: me.
2: And then
0: 16, and then, you, you were really... And over- no,
2: this was when I was 8. 8, okay. <laughs> this is when I was 8, when all of this first started manifesting itself. So my elementary school teachers, particularly Karen Fogler and Barbara Ames, who actually right. also happened to be Lynn manuel Miranda's
3: mm-hmm.
2: teachers, and he credits them also mm-hmm. uh, with inspiring him and guiding him to be the amazing creative genius that he is today. So I just want to give a shout out to public school teachers. Thank you for investing in your kids. We hear you. We receive you and you continue to make a difference in our lives because of them. I would go like into junior high school and come back to my elementary school and mm-hmm. visit them. And while I was there, talk to the kids in the class and say, this is what junior high school is like. I used to be in this class. You right. have to listen to your teachers. Don't be afraid of bullies. Tell somebody. I used to get bullied as, as a kid just for having good grades, just for wanting to do something with my life. People would just beat you up and jack you for your lunch money, et cetera, all kinds of things. Right, right. So mm-hmm. gratefully, I listen to the positive voices more than I listen to the negative voices. So while things may sound like they just roll off my tongue and come easily to me or have come easily, that, is, that couldn't be further from the, the
0: truth. And that's then when the, I
2: went to high school. I'm mm-hmm. sorry.
0: And that's the basis of the of the of the of foundation, right? To be of the to, foundation
2: mm-hmm. is to be empowering to those kids and to those communities where you don't see yourself succeeding. I
0: got to go to the tickets of the show. Oh, uh, okay, uh,
2: OK, yes. We are at the Lunch Fontaine Theater in New York City. So mm-hmm. go to Broadway.com. Tina, the musical. Uh, we are running. We are looking forward to seeing you. Please come check us out. Please, please, please.
0: Well, my friend the
2: cast is amazing.
0: My friend, uh, you're an amazing person. You got me into your foundation. Uh again, Samantha will reach out to you. Uh I will see you in January. Don, Rushon McDonald's a friend of your family. Okay. Know Thank that I you am a so fan. So
2: much. Okay. Thank you for supporting Tina, the A New Day Foundation, my animation work, with <laughs> film work, my company, the morning, morning Jewel Inc., we didn't get to talk about
0: that. But you know <coughs> you know you're gonna come back on the show. You know that. You know that. that.
2: I'll right. be back. Okay, cool. I'll
0: on. be back. Okay, big time friend. Don Lewis, Money Making conversation. everybody, keep listening and keep understanding that we provide information that will make you be successful, too.
5: Money Making Conversations continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com and follow Money Making Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time you stop thinking about your dreams and put some plans into action.
0: My next guest is an actor, writer, director, and producer. He's a Sears regular on ABC's hit drama, A Million Little Things, starring as the character Rome Howard. He is back on the show to talk about the first season and the upcoming second season, and I want to share some very important advice that he gave me. He's a firstborn American with Trinidadian descent. He has lived from Baytown, Texas, to Puerto Rico. Please welcome back to Money Making Conversations, Romani Malco. <laughs> Hey, thank
4: you, Dan. That's a nice intro. That's probably the best intro I ever got right there. Thank you very much, Sean. appreciate that, Sam. Good. I'm happy to be here. And, and and I want to know if I could if I could piggyback on what you were saying about, you know, if you have a plan, if you can make it. Am I allowed to do that or do we not Absolutely. have Absolutely.
0: That's what this show is about. Do your thing. I just want to say something, you know. Uh,
4: you know, look, one of the other things that really inhibits people, I believe, from actually realizing their dreams is simply... They have this preconceived notion of what the process should be like. So what that means is they think from what they take things at face value, they take, they take the success they see at face value. And then so they go into it. and it, I don't care if you're just selling jewelry, making YouTube videos or running a, a Fortune 500 company. The bottom line is is that people are doing a lot of additional work beyond what you're seeing in you know at face value so mm-hmm. in other words there's so much extra work that goes on behind the scenes and, and don't don't get me wrong i'm not talking about paying dues yes there's paying dues but there's also simple strategies and techniques that we need mentors and we need non-parental caring adults to inform us of because we haven't walked that path and it's those little bits of insight that save us so much time i wish i had known that Mm -hmm. when i was younger i'd probably be a lot further ahead in my own life that's all
0: but isn't that part of the growing process process too, you know because i always go back i always tell people what you learn in your 20s is really what the structure of what you're going to be successful in your forties and your fifties, because that's when you were fearless. That's when you had the dreams, and if anybody told you or questioned you, you, you tended to ignore that. But as you got older, you got into relationships, and you start worrying about the position you are in life. You know that fear of change, that fear of I, I, I better, I better, I better hold back on this. So the hold back—that's nope, what you're nope. saying, right? No, nope, but no, nope. but there's some value to that though, because you mm-hmm. know something. Real talk, I, I have to
4: say that there was definitely a, a fearlessness, uh, you know, in my youth. But also what there was was this uh, lack of awareness of self. Mm-hmm. And because of that lack of awareness of self, I had these unaddressed issues. Mm-hmm. So by not knowing myself and not knowing what I was capable of, mm-hmm. I was kind of afraid to go. expose myself, there if that go. makes any sense. And right? Very much so. I get, a lot of people tell me, yeah, people say, yo, Ron, you're so underrated. I'm not underrated, really. I'm just scared. So I'm the dude that avoided a lot of great opportunities simply because I was afraid that I would be exposed as not being worthy or good enough. So I actually took, I actually took refuge and I found joy in being able to be the side dude, being able to be the supporting actor, mm-hmm. you know. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was really a byproduct of just like deeper insecurity that hadn't been addressed. Real talk. So I think that, you know, we have a fair defense with kids, but there's a subconscious thing as well where Mm -hmm. maybe we've been convinced by, you know, by our environment that we're not worthy. Not saying that it's true. We've just been convinced of it. And so I think sometimes there's a lot of value in northern, northern American countries. We tend to overlook. Uh. the the need to resolve those issues as we pursue success. You know, it's not just about willpower. There is a resolve. Most of the wealthy people that helped me make my movies, that helped me
0: make my money,
4: Mm -hmm. they have all had to put themselves in that vulnerable position of getting to know themselves better.
0: Because on the the movie Prison Logic that you you, you did when you came on the show last time, that was a crowdfunded movie, correct? It was a crowdfunded movie. Now, here was
4: my strategy on that. This is a prime example of what I'm saying about getting to know the ins and outs of something. I... Uh, did so much research on crowdfunding had no idea that it it wasn 't just about you know starting up and asking your fans for money. There was so much strategy and to be quite frank, like that crowdfunding game is shady as hell, and you you would not believe it all the all the skull that goes on behind the scenes wow. and being able to learn and understand that. But what I did was I used the crowdfunding campaign to attract investors. So here's a prime example of a strategy you might not know. You never ask for 100% of what you want when you're running a crowdfunding campaign. Always ask for about 50%, because statistically, a successful crowdfunding campaign will be funded on average between 200% to 1,000% of asking. So that means that if you're asking for 100,000 and your campaign is successful, you're guaranteed to make somewhere between 200,000 and a million. Right. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Right. So... Mm -hmm. So... Th- the the, the, the I, my math might be off there. You I got a little secure when I saw that calculator. Anyway, you are a comedian. Right?
0: You are comedian. Okay. <laughs> right.
4: Um. So so anyway. So what I did was I, I made the crowdfunding campaign successful by asking for half of what I wanted, and then went to investors. Showed investors, look, this campaign is hot, and people like to see a train this rolling. Like my manager told me, sometimes you got to start your party, mm-hmm. and then send out the invitations, and that's kind of what I did. I used the campaign to attract investors by making the campaign... Campaign looked like it had a huge following and a a lot of people that were backing it that inspired and motivated the investors. And so we ended up doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, I made the movie. I started winning stuff at all these different festivals. And I didn't even uh, listen. I wasn't in Sundance and all those festivals. I was actually in the festivals that were hosted in places where people had given me money. Mm -hmm. And I said, we're going to submit to them festivals. We went to them festivals. We was winning best lead audience, (laughs) audience award, best best music left and right. Mm-hmm. Then James Lopez from Will Packers company saw that, loved it, took it to Will Packard. They called me like 11 o'clock at night wanting to talk about it. I got on the phone. with In fact, that's my Instagram post this morning. Mm-hmm. I got on the phone with them, and the next thing you know, we were selling it to Smith Global Media, which is Will, Smith, Will Smith's brother, Harry Smith. The first time I got on the phone with him, I thought they was punking me. I really thought it was Will, because mm-hmm. they sound so much alike for on the phone, <laughs> it's crazy. But anyway, mm-hmm. so that movie comes out next year, 2020. Our uh,
0: February March 2020. Look for it. Okay, you know we have so much great things we've talked about so far. I'm gonna wrap up this particular break. Let's talk about the movie that's coming out in November called Holiday Rush. That's coming out on Netflix. Let's let's wrap this break up talking about that called Holiday Rush. That's coming let's out that. on Netflix in November. Correct. Man, let
4: me tell you something. I don't know if you know who Leslie Small is. He's a that's my man. Come on now, come dude.
0: on now. He did like three that's neighborhood awards. He directed like three neighborhood awards for me. I know Leslie Small. Okay. Dude, that—that's
4: first of all, that's my brother. This dude is incredible. One of the most inspiring human beings I've ever met. Mm-hmm. This dude—he directed Kevin Hart's stand-ups, mm-hmm. Cat Williams stand-ups. You mm-hmm. name a big comedian, He's he's hes hit them in their prime, right? Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yo, I want you to do this movie. I want you to play the lead. And again, like I said, the insecurities kicked in. And I was like, you want me to play the lead? You want me <laughs> like Romney Malco to play the lead? Yes, Romney Malco. Living in Puerto Rico to family. Baytown, yes. Texas. Don't forget Baytown, dude, Texas. <laughs> at Baytown, Texas, right? I'm like, you want me, Baytown? And he was like, Yes. So let me tell you something. I felt insecure making the whole movie. Well, he cast Seneca Martin Green, he cast Dion Cole. Wow. These people showed up so on a so on another level of prepared and funny mm-hmm. that it forced me to tap into something in myself that I didn't even know I had. Right. And I kept going to him every other scene and being like, Are you sure? Mm-hmm. He goes I'm sure because you're not sure. He says you're not supposed to feel comfortable here. You're supposed to be being stretched, and that's what happened. So here, what happened? I, so we make the movie. I go away. I come back. To I have to do ABR. So I have to do ABR like maybe like four months later, and that's where you kind of put your you match. You have to fix some dialogue that didn't go right in the movie. Right. And mm-hmm. I get to see about 15 minutes of this movie. Oh my God! I cannot tell you how much I enjoyed watching this movie. I play a single father. A, a widowed father of four kids. I have I have a set of twins. I have a preteen and a, t- a preteen daughter and a teenage son who's about to go to college. And I'm a big time. Ho- I'm, I'm I'm a big time radio host, just like you, you know. and, <laughs> yes, sir. You know, and, and and then all of a sudden, my station gets sold to some people that are talking about they are going in a different direction. Right. And I have no job. I have nothing. And me and my family. You know, after losing our wife, losing my wife and and my kid's mother, we kind of went down the superficial road to kind of just, you know, uh, put a bandaid over the hurt that we were feeling. And oh. now we have to learn new values because yeah. we can't get we can't be superficial anymore. We can't <laughs> afford to be. That's all. And awesome. so it's a story about That's family cool. learning real values. Season two yes.
0: premiere of a million little things. One of the stars of the show Man. plays the car- character Rome Howard, uh, and his best friends. Yes. He has two best friends left but he's also dealing with a lot of issues himself. And the fact that we're able to talk about it, basically the the, the text of it, the gang rallies around Delilah, that's the best friend of the suicide best friend, the wife of the best friend,
4: who committed yes, suicide. The see, wife, wife of the one who committed suicide, yeah. See,
0: see how we talking, man? Wife of the best friend. She died. She having a baby with the other best friend. You know, you know, Romney's character, he about to commit suicide. Then at the end of the series, he, he, he turns to his wife, said he understands now we need to have a baby. And she goes, I I want to do everything you want to do, but not that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Oh, that was a heartbreaker. Hey,
0: and then I, walks into the delivery room I, 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 and he's just standing there going, huh? I thought I was about to say something you wanted to hear. She said, honey, I want to do everything that you want to do, but not that.
4: <laughs> oh, oh, my Lord.
0: Oh, I love it, this man. is This is...
4: Did and this show keeps throwing you twists. I can't wait. I'm, I mean, I'm so grateful, dude, that you actually quote Michelle. show. I, I, it means a lot that you, you took time to watch the show, man. It really does. Thank you very much because I know you got a lot to do, fam.
0: Absolutely. So and the thing you. about it is that I do have a lot to do, but guess what? When I, when I, because first of all, your 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 level of quality work that you're involved in, because you know, I, I first became a fan of yours on 40 year old version, and I followed you for years thank on you. weed, okay. And then you blessed me by starring in two of the movies that mm-hmm. I was executive producing. Those Think Like a Man and Think Like a Man Too. So I'm a fan. Yes, I'm a fan. I'm a Thank fan. Thank you, my brother. And then you you blessed me by coming on my show. You know what I'm saying? And they gave giving me yes. momentum, using yes. no your star power, give me momentum to get other people. Romney on this show, or well, I'll come on Rushon's show too. You know, because when you when you it's all about relationships. <laughs> you know, and so to come back this time. Yes. I had to be ready for you because you just and then all of a sudden, the, the let me in on prison logic. You let me see that before it got sold, before oh. it got before it started getting these <laughs> awards. Come on, man, you blessed me, okay? Man, yeah, y'all
4: been blessed. Y'all have been, y'all have been blessings in my life from the minute I hit the scene. All I can do is just give you gratitude, my brother. And of course, of course, your 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 insight counts. Your, your wisdom, it counts, and it helps me too, man. So I feel like it's, reciproc- it's it's reciprocated. You got
0: me on here talking. You and me talking, I feel like we gossiping. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody, catch my man. A Million Little Things premieres Thursday, September 26th, 9 p.m. East, West Coast, 8 p.m. Central on ABC. My man, come back in November for Holiday Rush, Okay.
5: This is Tasha Evans, and I love to eat at great restaurants. And more than that, I love great desserts. So does Rashawn McDonald. Check out his new website. That's www.rashawnmcdonald.com. That's R-U-S. H-I-O-N, and McDonald is spelled just like the famous restaurant chain. Guys, Rashawn is looking for great bakers for his Baker Spotlight. He wants to brag on his fans for their incredible baking skills on his social media and website. That can be your mom, friend, co-worker, or relative. Spread the word today. As host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald is uniquely positioned to provide a step-by-step, easy-to-understand blueprint that drives listeners to realize their dreams and aspirations.
4: Until you do the business plan or incorporate or actually create that product right. or start selling products, the universe doesn't have to deal with
5: you. Money-Making Conversations is an innovative platform that delivers financial literacy to help everyone with their brand success.
4: It's good to have a money-making conversation with somebody that make money. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse
0: me. Okay, y'all. Okay, this this show, Money-Making Conversations, hosted by Rashawn McDonald, is a motivational show. It's an inspirational show. It's a show that uh, when the people listen to my show, they walk away with information that will help them be successful. I, t- I talk about planning. I talk about goal setting. I talk about dreams and turn those dreams into reality. And it's all about being a planner, all about uh, realizing that what you want to accomplish in life, you have to work hard for. You hear that statement a lot, working hard, working hard. How do you work hard? What's the plan to work hard? Is there a day off when you're working hard? All this part of the process. That's why I created money making conversation. But my next interview <clears throat> really is uh is about food. It's about Rashawn's, I think um second favorite um thing I like to do in life is eat. Eat. The other part is just living. I love living. But eating my friends know me, they know I love to eat. And um this 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 uh interview I feature I have a call Rashawn Eats. It's on my website, uh, Baker Spotlight. You go there, and different places I've been told about uh, that are in amazing restaurants. I make them a part of Roshan Eats. So that's just a setup of my introduction to my next guest. My next guest first introduced Texans to their mouth-watering turkey legs as the Houston Rodeo in 2015. I'll let you know about the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. Roughly 2 million people attend the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo every year. Just to let you know, this is not just a regular rodeo. So just to get, just to be a participant, be a vendor at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo is a game changer, especially for minorities. In three short years, the Houston couple has taken their widely popular turkey legs to new heights, expanding their menu to include seven varieties of succulent, fall off the home, fall off the bone turkey legs, and a full complement of homemade delicacies at their first turkey leg location. On Almeda Road, in the heart of Houston, in historic Third Ward, Texas. Third Ward, Texas. Texas Southern is there. University of Houston, where I went to school, was there. Jack Gates, one of the most powerful football programs, African-American programs in the history of Texas football, is located in Third Ward, Texas. The restaurant has also become a popular Houston spot, a hot spot, <clears throat> with late-night hours and soulful live music every Tuesday. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation one of the owners of Turkey Leg Hut. Turkey Leg, the originators of the world famous stuff, Turkey Legs, please welcome Kia Price. Hi, good morning. I tell you what, um, you know, just saying your name, Miss Price, makes me hungry. <laughs> you know that. You know that. You know. I got the I got the <laughs> website up. I got all this amazing food. You you post the video, the rappers love you, your videos going viral. Before we even get into the questions, just let me know. Are you overwhelmed by all this, or it's just like you prayed about it and you knew this was going to happen, you know, with hard work and faith and all that good stuff and people surrounding? Let's talk about how you're feeling about this, because right now I'm feeling hungry. <laughs> I think
1: that it's definitely something that we prayed about. Um, we Never in a million years did we imagine that it would be to this extent, but every day is a journey. And we take it one day at a time.
0: And one day at a time means what? Because your business, because you're expanding. We're going to talk about that later, expanding the business. I'm sure people are just dropping all these ideas about franchise franchising. Y'all can be the next such and such. Of course. So, yes. and, and, and you have to take that in stride because the fact that, like I said, where were you at in 2015 when I was at the livestock show on rodeo? Where were you at before 2015, and, before I was at the livestock show and rodeo?
1: And so b- before that, my husband had a, a repo company. He was repoing RV trailers. And I, myself, was a junior project manager for a litigation firm.
3: Mm-hmm. So
1: neither one of us had culinary background or culinary experience. Um, you know, it was something that, that happened. He, ha- We had the idea. We were just going to, you know, with the rodeo, we were shuttling people into the rodeo. So food wasn't even our main focus at that point in time. Right. Um, and... Our main focus was shuttling people into the rodeo. We just had a barbecue pit on the field, in the field where we were shuttling the people, and we had turkey legs, goudin, sausage on a stick. And, you know, we came up with the idea that we were just going to feed people while they were waiting to go inside at the rodeo. And my husband, he, you know, his thing was just repost for us. Social media, social media, everything is social, social media. Right, right. Repost for us, let's see what happens. And it just snowballed from there.
0: So the fact that he had the foresight and understand the value yes. of social media. And you got this yes, th- these sure. giant pizzas. And you know, let me just tell you something. You know, because will you say your clientele is African American? Yes. Okay, cool. Like I want to just before I make this statement, because black people like value for their money. Okay. So Correct. you see, you see this giant, <laughs> I'm telling you something, that giant turkey leg and they like any any restaurant, you and I can say this, and black people they can they can confront me on this. But if you if you Take a black person to the restaurant where they can go home with a doggy bag. You got them as a customer.
1: You do, you do, and we may That's one of the things that we've always made sure that you know our price point is. It may not be for everyone, but people pay for what it is that they want, and we make sure that you get the value as well. So you're paying, but you also. I mean, all of our plates are shareable. We give you a lot of food.
0: You sure a do. lot of food. You sure do. So so you understood that you know, and I would tell you that. Just a, let's talk about the basic turkey leg, okay? I've I've uh-huh. tried to man up. I've been at Disney. I've been at amusement park, and I've tried <laughs> to man up, go get my turkey leg and say I'm gonna finish this. And Lord knows it has beaten me every time. Just the turkey leg, okay? Just the turkey leg alone has beaten your boy up back. Okay. Okay. I'm looking around trying to hand this off to somebody because you know when you're walking our amusement park, you got this giant turkey leg. You got to do something with it because you're not eating <laughs> of it anymore. Okay, so you go in the restaurant, and then y'all, I'm going to say, call y'all crazy, because y'all now have stuffed it. Y'all stuffed <laughs> it. It's crazy people think like that. Yeah. They're, they're crazy people are geniuses, okay? It's a genius about this whole thing, that they took a basic piece of meat that is, that is impossible for a normal person to eat. Mm-hmm. Then they go go, this is the crazy part. We're going to put something else in there. Extra stuff. <laughs> Extra stuff. And then, so so that's the part. Now, when y'all was, when I was shuttling people in, you didn't have the stuff part of the campaign yet.
1: Correct. Okay, no, cool. we
0: didn't. Okay, when did that craziness develop, here? When Who thought of that, that? Was it Lynn or was it you? Who thought of that?
1: It was Lynn. It was oh, Lynn. Yeah. I have to give credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. It was, that was his idea the stuff to stuff the circulate. See,
0: see, he out there. See, he out there. He repo. Yeah, he's see, repoed people. To know him, you, you'd understand. <laughs> see, repo, thinker, <laughs> repo people, people are, they think of Jesus, stuff like that. He's crazy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, because yes. he, he knows he knows the value of extra because see I used to when I, when I was in, when I was living in Houston, I used to unload trucks and the food trucks okay. come by so everything you look at you always want some extra and all you you're fantasized yes. by if I got this if I put this on top see he's one of he's one of the people if you just put food on the plate, he don't care if it touches some people don't like that
1: mm-hmm. and I'm that person that doesn't like that
0: see what I'm saying, but he don't care. <laughs> It's all going down one one pipe. That's it. It's him. all going the same thing. See, he like me. He like me. Yes. So what they have done? These crazy, this crazy couple. You know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. owns this amazing restaurant called the Turkey Leg Hut in Houston, Texas. Have said, look, we got this big old piece of meat. We are gonna jazz it up. Now, what was the first thing? What was the first jazz that you added to the beat there, Kia? Yeah. The
1: first jazz that we added was the... The dirty rice. Ooh! See. That was the first, yes, yes.
0: They knew exactly. And then what
1: thereafter, had. we mm-hmm. had the, the 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 shrimp and the Alfredo sauce.
0: See, they went jazzy right there. That had to and that, then that it had just, to be a little bit higher yeah. than normal, though. That would you you just don't add shrimp on a turkey leg and just keep it normal. Right? You That's,
3: don't
0: see no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, dirty rice, you can keep that reasonable right there. But that you gotta have some see see the thing about it, I like this I love about it, what I'm talking about. Because see, when people come into restaurants like that, you gotta have a price point. And I learned that from throwing concerts. Everybody everybody mm-hmm. don't want to buy the twenty dollar ticket. Some people want to they want it specifically want the seventy five dollar ticket because they think it has more value. So Correct. so certain clientele that they have, they want that high end shrimp turkey leg. This is very true. Yes.
1: Otherwise... And that's actually our best seller.
0: <laughs> See, I know it's my food. And that
1: goes back to people pay for what it is that they want.
0: Okay, cool. Now, I don't think I missed this question. What gave you the idea to stuff a turkey leg?
1: Like I said, that was my husband's idea. He, you know, he you... we were playing around with everything. Yeah. You know, how we... The, re- the original turkey leg, the regular turkey leg, right. it has stuffing in it, but it, it's stuffed with different seasonings, um, different vegetables, things that we, I mean you know things that we've incorporated into the turkey leg. So it's not a regular turkey leg. It's not a walk around the fair, hold a turkey leg. It's, there's a the process to how we do our turkey legs. Yes. And then thereafter you know he was like, you know we, you know, we always try to challenge each other. Slim, that's what he calls me. Slim. I think we should, you know, <laughs> maybe stuff it with dirty rice. And I'm like, what, dirty rice? Yeah, I'm telling you, it's gonna work. It's gonna work. And I'm like, okay, I, I don't see it, but let's do it. Mm-hmm. And so when we went into the brick and mortar,
3: mm-hmm.
1: we stuffed the turkey leg, and just like you know, when I was trying to tell him about the seasoning, and he told me we didn't need to do it, same thing happened. People came from everywhere to try to stuff turkey legs.
0: Now that's, that's really amazing. So, so let's mm-hmm. talk about your journey. Okay. Before that, you had two jobs that were not, not, not culinary related. That's not what you guys. Did. Correct. You had the transportation, you were transporting people back and forth. So you decided to feed the people while you were transporting them, make a little extra money on the side. That's all. That's just like a little barbecue yeah. stand. You know, we do it, come out of the nightclub at three o'clock in the morning. You always had the guy there with the, with the hot links. You know, and they Correct. taste. Some reason they taste real good at three o'clock in the morning. That same hot link, at, right? During the daylight, don't taste the same. But three o'clock in the morning, that hot link was was cracking. And so that's true. The, the whole part about moving towards the brick and mortar, which is the which is the really the, the the fear part of it, the business planning part of it, because you're about to take a risk because you got to sign a lease, and you have to have a certain level of uh, you know inventory to say this is going to be successful. Walk us through that process mm-hmm. because that's what money making conversation is always about. I know we have a little about a minute left. If we don't, I'd like to wrap that thought up in the next break. But please start us all about the whole process of the now, brick and mortar. Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, our our how we started was very unique. It wasn't you know the typical you know we're going to seek brick and mortar and this is what we're going to do. It was actually a phone call from someone that he went to school with about a location that um didn't have much business and with the following that we had garnered while we were out there in the field it was like hey you know you all have a following would you be interested in coming and you know just checking out the kitchen seeing if this is a place that you all want to continue to sell turkey legs and um and that was it. So we, you know, we went over there. We didn't know anything about running a restaurant. Everything with us, and I think that's why we appreciate it so much more has been trial and error.
0: White people, they'll stand in a long restaurant line. They'll do that. That's very true. Black people, mm, they very impatient people. Very impatient people. It has very to be something behind that dough that they're gonna keep that place. That's why when somebody cuts in front of them, there's a problem. I don't give a darn if it's if it's a uh, uh, Steve Harvey. Oh. Uh, yes. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, I don't care. I don't care. No. No, they don't. They don't. They, they don't. do
1: not care. They get upset.
0: They get upset. Now, yes. let's, let's, so on Tuesdays you also do a live music at the, at the uh, uh This original Turkey Leg Hut location, correct?
1: Yes, we do a live band 7:30
0: every Tuesday. Just echo. you can do the, you can do the, but you be jamming, eating on your turkey leg, jamming, eating on your turkey leg to the music groove and to the beat, y'all. I'm gonna tell you something, mm-hmm. Nakia, y'all on fire, you guys are on fire. Thank you. I Thank love you. it. Now, 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 I gotta ask you this. You know, I'm a, 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 like I said, I graduated from University of Houston. Have they, uh, have they no honored food. you yet, oh, as an, as a, as a alumnus of the school yet? Have they honored you?
1: No, not yet. Okay, I mean, uh, you know, I play basketball excuse there, me, excuse so me excuse a excuse lot me. of the my my uh, the coaches come in. They bring a lot of the women's okay, women's basketball well, team.
0: Well, we're gonna we're gonna my change son, that. Um, we're gonna change that. Okay, you're gonna get a little call because Rashawn McDonald is telling you you're special. You're one of our one of our shining lights of the University of Houston. I have a, well, a scholarship you. program. I got an endowment. I'm about to lay down along with my wife for uh, University of Houston next month. And so we're going to come back okay. right. afterwards we're going to come by and celebrate the turkey leg hut cuz I'm bringing everybody there. Probably bring everybody over. Okay. there. Okay. So I want to let you know that I'm proud you took the time to come on my show. I'm proud that you, Thank uh, you so much. That, that you shared your story and you honestly shared your story. And it's about effort, it's about dreams, it's about being able to accomplish something through hard work and education. But again, you're going to see me on Friday. I'm going to be well-dressed now. I can't come in there not looking like I'm right, you know, but I know I better come early (laughs) because I can't cut in front of your crowd. But you keep winning, and please tell your husband, next time we do this show, I need him. I need to talk to my boy, Lynn. okay?
5: As host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald is uniquely positioned to provide a step-by-step, easy-to-understand blueprint that drives listeners to realize their dreams and aspirations.